got an interview coming up? Congratulations. Chances are within that interview, they are going to include some competency-based questions. And because that tends to be a really popular way of asking questions in interviews, it's really important that you understand a great method for keeping on track and answering those questions in a compelling way. This is the episode for you if you want to learn more about how you can beautifully storytell in an interview in a compelling way, which will help you shine. You are listening to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. This is Dive Into Your Career, the podcast designed to help students like you take impactful steps towards your career goals. I'm Gina Visram, a qualified careers coach and consultant who is so proud to be your careers cheerleader. You are in the right place if you are a determined student or the proud supporter of one. Here, you will embrace career development in a unique spirit of fun, not fear. Let's dive in. Hey lovely, I am Gina Visram from Your Career and Future and you are listening to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. Today, we are talking about the STAR method for answering interview questions. Now, this is a method that has been around for a very long time and it's not showing any signs of going anywhere because what it fundamentally is, is a structure, a clear structure in which you can tell a story to be able to answer those competency questions which regularly appear in interviews. Now, whether or not you are going into healthcare or marketing, whether you are going into research, content creation, whether you are going into teaching, I cannot think of an industry where competency questions aren't going to be asked. So, This is going to be really relevant and a good refresher for you if you've heard about STAR before. But if you haven't heard about STAR before, you are going to be so pleased that you have because it is an opportunity to think about how it's relevant for you and to help you prepare for your next interview. So what is the STAR method? What is the STAR method of interviews? Well, the STAR method for answering interview questions is essentially a tried and tested way of constructing answers to competency-based questions within an interview. And the thing about using STAR or not using STAR is that it can actually make a huge difference between a nervous or scattered response or one which is fairly polished but certainly one where you are taking the interviewer or interviewers on a journey where they're really understanding the example that you are sharing. So I'm going to go more into the STAR method and break it down for you and what does it mean, but I thought it made sense to talk first about what a competency-based question is, right? Because this is what I'm saying that the STAR method is really good for. It is good for answering those competency type questions. Competency questions are one in which an interviewer will ask you about something which has already happened. 
Ultimately, they want an example of something. So you know that you are being asked a competency question if it starts with something like, give me an example of a time when, or describe a situation where, or tell us about an instance when. You know, so anything which is give an example of a time when, tell us about, anything which is really requiring you to think about an experience that you might have had in your life, right? And this is where it becomes really handy to remember that doing a variety of things is not just good for you as a human, and that's probably the best reason to do a variety of things, but also it means that when you are going through interview processes for whatever it might be, a part-time job, an internship, a grad scheme, a promotion, when you are going for a role and when you are asked competency questions, you have a bank of things that you can think about, right? So that might link to your part-time job working in retail or maybe working on a school play, right? Were you part of a school play or a university production? How about part of a sports team? Or if you weren't part of a sports team, maybe you do some kind of individual sport which requires lots of discipline, like martial arts or ballet or something like that. The more things it is that you do, the more things that you experience, let's also talk about those of you who are leaning into your enterprise potential, right? So maybe you have a side hustle, maybe you... So I recently came across a student who I'm really hoping to interview for this podcast, and she will often sell things in markets, right? So in London, like Portobello Market, for example. And this is what she does, you know, alongside being a student and any other activities that she has. Maybe you create content. Maybe you have your own podcast. Maybe you have your own blog. Maybe you are an avid knitter or crocheter. Maybe you rescue animals. Maybe you're great at baking. Maybe that's a hobby or maybe it is a business that you have created. I'm giving you as wide a range of things as I can think about in this time because whether or not I've mentioned something which applies to you, you can think, oh yeah, Jean, I see what you mean. These are the hobbies that I do this is what I do in my own time. Oh, I also do babysitting. Oh, I also have a role in my mosque or synagogue or church. So there are all sorts of things that you can be doing in your life. And these are the sorts of examples that you are going to lean into when you are asked competency-based questions, right? So now you've got an idea of what competency-based questions are. Now, hopefully, it then makes sense for me to talk about some of the processes as part of the STAR method. So just before we talk about STAR, let me give you an example of competencies that regularly feature within interviews. So as I said, no matter what sort of role that you're going for, no matter what sort of industry, some of the competencies that people typically like to know more about when it comes to your ability is things like leadership, teamwork, and communication. I would say those are three that typically come up regardless of your direction when it comes to your career. 
Now, some of the other really popular competencies to explore for businesses are things like adaptability or flexibility, problem solving, certainly, decisiveness, perhaps, that might be something that's really important in the job, conflict resolution, commercial awareness, organisation, and you would have heard me saying a few seconds ago, because that might be really important in the job, that is why competency type questions are asked. It is about understanding your behavior, understanding how competent you are in skills that are relevant to the role at hand, the opportunity that you're going for. And the reason why competency-based questions are popular and why they're going to continue to be asked is because there is an idea, there is a principle that what you have done in the past is indicative of what you might be able to do in the future, right? That makes sense. It's ultimately like evidence, right? So if you are scientifically minded or legally minded, or just if you think evidence is a really good idea, that is what this is trying to show. It is about your competency, things that you have done in the past suggest that you might be able to do them in the future for the organization that you are applying to. So I think that is loads of context, which can help you understand why when asked questions like, describe a time when your leadership was crucial to the success of a project. Describe a situation in which you led a team. Or tell us about a time when your communication skills have been crucial. Or give us an example of a time where teamwork was key to success. These are the sorts of questions, and STAR is really great for helping you with the answers. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in an interview situation where you feel like the answer that you gave was scatty or unclear? Or where an interviewer might have needed to prompt you after you completed answering the question because they wanted a little bit more information? Or perhaps you haven't even reflected on the fact that things have felt scatty, but you haven't been progressing with your interviews and moving to next stages and securing jobs as well as you hope that you would. If any of this is true, chances are that leaning into the STAR interview method is going to be beneficial for you because it's going to give you more structure. And what does more structure mean? Well, more structure means that your storytelling is even more compelling. It means that you get to, as I mentioned earlier, take your interviewer on a journey. They understand A to B to C to D, right? They get a chance to really see you shine, to see your personality, to see your abilities, to understand and to picture how you could bring those same skills to the role that you are applying for, right? So. STAR is that structure. STAR stands for Situation, Task, Action, and Result. That is how I always think about STAR. I'm aware that there is also a method which gives it a double R, which includes reflection. But for me, when you're talking about the result, that incorporates reflection. So however you want to think about it, Situation, Task, Action, Result, and Reflection, or just with the result. That is what the STAR method is. The S, situation. Situation is about the context. 
It's about setting the scene. It is so that the person who is listening to the example that you're about to share, they will be able to understand the context of what it is that you're talking about. Maybe you were in a production of Guys and Dolls at your school. Maybe you were in a netball team or a football team and you were in a tournament. Maybe you were creating some content for a blog about movies. The S is all about the situation. So where the project was, um, was it at university? Was it in a volunteering role that you do at the local library? Where was it? Give us the scene, set the scene when you are thinking of the situation. Now, the T is the task, right? So you are there explaining your role in the situation. Now, one of the things that's really important in interviews is to be talking about I more than you talk about we. Why is that? Well, it's because they're considering hiring you, not the whole team. So it doesn't mean that you can't say in collaboration with or as part of a team, I did this. But then also you need to think about, well, what were the specific things that you did, right? What was, you know, even if you were part of a team, and of course it's really important to acknowledge a team, what were your contributions? Those are the things that are going to be more compelling for an interviewer to hear. So the T is the task. So what is your role in the situation? So for some of those things that I talked about before, if you're thinking about guys and dolls and putting on that play at your school, maybe you were part of the lighting team. Maybe you are the lead or support role. Maybe you were in the ensemble chorus. I'm not sure that that's the right term for theatre, <laughs> but you probably get what I mean. What was your task? What was your position in the situation? Likewise, if you're thinking about the netball team, maybe it literally is a position, you know, maybe it is when I was playing goal defense or, or something like that. So, or maybe it was more in relation to organizing a specific tournament and what your role was within that, right? So you think about the specific task which you were wanting to share as a result of somebody asking you a specific competency question. The A is action. Now, this is the bit, the way I think about it, this is ultimately the reason why you thought about this specific example, right? So I, I often think that the action part is the thing that comes to mind most and is the thing that when they're not following the star process, sometimes they just sort of start with an action right? And then the interviewer's head is spinning a bit because they're a bit like, oh, okay, I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about sport? Are we talking about this? But the action is probably one of the easier bits of this process because the way I think of it, it's kind of the reason why you thought about this specific example. So you're going into more depth and you're remembering the I as opposed to we rule. Now the R, as I said, is the result. This is the outcomes. These are typically positive and can really include some reflection. Without the R, it's a bit like telling a joke without the punchline. So you've given all of these actions, but you haven't then said, and so as a result of 
XYZ, whatever it is that you shared in the actions and, you know, the whole storytelling of this particular instant. As a result, the conference was such a success that it was decided that the African Caribbean Society would make it an annual event. Or, you know, some kind of learning, some kind of thing where you might be able to describe some kind of implementation and learnings and ultimately a, a positive end. Now, that doesn't have to mean that you only share things where you've won because we're human, remember? There is a reason why in interviews they tend to also ask about weaknesses or about problem solving because we all know that there are going to be problems. You want your reflection to have a positive outcome for you to reflect on what you have learned in a positive way, but it's not that it's always the most positive of examples, right? Like maybe you're telling a story about a time where you have needed to resolve some kind of conflict, right? That's not a positive thing, although obviously the resolution of the conflict is positive and your reflections and your results can indicate that. So I hope that's been helpful. I mean, let me know whether you want me to go into the STAR method a little bit more and give some sort of more examples of how you can answer the questions. But more than anything, I wanted you to know that this structure exists, that it is here for a reason. There is a reason why employers, and I've seen this, I've seen, I think it's the civil service. Don't quote me on this, but I'm fairly sure that when one of the students I've supported in the past who shared with me some of the documentation that they got from their organization, it mentions the STAR interview method. And whether that was the civil service or whether it was somewhere else, it was clearly an employer who was wanting to enable their candidates to do their best, right? Somebody who really wanted them to be able to shine and they know that this method can help. So it gave them an opportunity to find resources like this one, to find resources like loads that you can find online if you look up the STAR method. All right, lovely, I hope that this has been helpful for you. This is one in a series of episodes with interview tips. And shine, keep shining. Remember that there is no downside with interviewing, really. The more you do, the more you get to practice, the more you understand these methods, the smoother it's going to be. All right, hopefully that has been a helpful introduction to the STAR method. Looking forward to catching up with you again soon. You've been listening to Gina on the Dive Into Your Career podcast. Thank you for listening today. To keep up to date with Dive Into Your Career, leave your details on bit.ly forward slash dive into the list. See you soon.